Here are these words from the poet Theshla Milosh. It's called love. Love means to learn to look at yourself the way one looks at distant things. For you are only one thing among many. And whoever sees that way heals his heart without knowing it from various ills. A bird and a tree say to him, friend. Then he wants to use himself and things so that they stand in the glow of ripeness. It doesn't matter whether he knows what he serves. Who serves best doesn't always understand. All right, so this is an exciting time in the life of Unity Spiritual Center in the Rockies. For the next 12 weeks, Ariana, our senior minister, is on sabbatical. It's an important time for her. Sabbaticals um, are really, really important for ministers. They serve to refresh the spirit and the soul. Ministers walk alongside people who are in the midst of great, wonderful things like graduations and new babies and all kinds of things. But they also walk alongside people who are in difficult circumstances. And both the joys and the sorrows of ministry begin to wear at you. And so sabbaticals are important for the minister to see things differently, to gain some distance, different perspective, read new things, look at new things, release some of the pressure. So it's a good time for Ariana these 12 weeks, and I think she's going to learn really important things. And it's an exciting time for all of us, too. Over the summer, you'll be hearing from a lot of different types of folks. Christine Allen and I will do a lot of the liturgical stuff, but you'll hear from all kinds of unity people, thought leaders and prayer leaders, and our perspective will be bigger as a result of this summer. I can't wait. And in the same way I'm kicking the summer off, in 12 weeks, I'll be up here speaking again before Ariana comes back, and we'll take up the question, so what did we learn? What did we discover? How have things changed? Ariana will take up those questions as well in her time away. So this morning, I want to talk a little bit about community. Community matters. We are all in this Unity Spiritual Center in the Rockies thing together. I want to talk about community, and specifically, I want to share my prayers for this community this summer. Go where your best prayers take you, Frederick Buechner once said. So today I'm offering three prayers for us singularly and collectively as Ariana is gone and we find ourselves in the position of doing this work together. These prayers aren't easy. Sometimes they're really difficult, but we'll all be working on them together and I think growing as a community and as individuals. Here are the three prayers. First, that we increase our love for one another. Second, that we have a strong, vibrant, vital sense that everyone belongs. Third, that we know no matter what, we can do this. That no matter what, all will be well. All will be well. So let's take these one at a time. First, I pray that we will increase our love for one another, 
A noted theologian once said that the person who loves their dream of community will destroy community. Right? But the person who loves those around them will create community. I learned this early in my ministry. I was in seminary in Washington, D.C. And I decided that I would grab a few seminary friends and go see Archbishop Desmond Tutu. He was going to speak, I think it was springtime, and he was going to speak um, at the National Cathedral. You know, that's a huge cathedral, cavern of a place. And none of us had seen Tutu before. We admired him greatly, so we were very, very excited. But we were all in seminary. We were all in graduate school uh, there at Wesley on the campus of American University in D.C. And we were all preparing for tests. So we got there early to the cathedral to get a good spot. And we had our index cards. You know, we were going to be good students. And we, I was flipping through them before he got up there. You know, I was flipping through, flipping through. And I don't know, maybe I had a card on, the, on Clement of Rome, the fourth pope who called for unity and peace in a difficult time. Maybe I had a card on Ignatius of Antioch who was martyred by being fed to wild beasts. Martyrdom is not all that you might think. And who said, beautifully, I think, uh, take care to do all things in harmony with God. I mean, who knows what were on those index cards, but it was important to me at the time. So I was, I was looking at them closely. And the next thing I know, I hear this kind of southern laughter, this southern drawl laughter next to me. And um, I looked over and I said, yes. And she pointed at my index cards. I see you are studying. What's going on? And I said, well, I'm at Wesley, and a test is coming up on church history. I see that. The Council of Nicaea, the Council of Constantinople. Yes, all important stuff, she said. And since I had to read that stuff, you too have to read that stuff. It's only fair. What do you do, I said. I'm an Episcopalian priest, she said, and I'll tell you a little secret. Please do, I said. Nobody cares that much about the Council of Nicaea. (laughs) Nobody cares who said what, right? But I've learned something that every church member cares about deeply, and that's this question. Do you love them? Do you love them? I never forgot that. I forgot what was on those index cards, but I never forgot what she said. Love trumps all in community, but not abstract love. A love for the one right in front of you. I mean a love that doesn't matter, like, do I like this person? Would I like to have coffee with this person? That's not the question. But shows up as honor and respect. Honor and respect. We know Ariana loves you. You know I love you. You know Christine Allen loves you. The staff loves you. Now you get 12 weeks to love one another. Find out about your common interests, your dreams, your hopes, your loves, your frustration. It's an open field. And maybe you'll unearth some differences. Maybe we are a fellowship of difference. D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-T-S. One of you may be super political. One of you may be apolitical. One may be conservative, another liberal. The goal is to acknowledge the divinity of the person right in front of you, 
the sacredness of the person right in front of you, to hear them into speech, to see them as Christ did, as God expressing. I'll never forget the time, I've told this story before, when when a colleague, Meg, was asked to come to a, a meeting where two groups were meeting which did not like each other at all. Really would prefer that the other group not exist. And they asked her to come and and observe. And at the end, they, they were exasperated. And they said, do you have anything to add, Meg? And she said, if you're in this group, God loves you. If you're in that group, God loves you. I'll never forget her telling me that story. When we love one another, when we honor one another, grace abounds. And this leads right into my second prayer for all of us this summer, individually and collectively. I pray that we all begin to see that everyone belongs. Now we say that at Unity, and I just hope we learn it different, differently, more deeply. The same theologian said, community is not an ideal we have to realize, but rather a reality created by the spirit of life in which we may participate. The more clearly we learn to recognize that the ground and strength and promise of all of our community is in this beloved spirit alone, the more calmly we will learn to think about community and pray and hope for it. So, my friend Vanessa Southern, who used to be a minister in D.C., now lives in um, India, I think. She tells a story about one time the children in her church, at Universalist National Memorial Church in D.C., and I planted a garden this spring. In late summer, a tall sunflower stood over the patch, entertaining bees in its crown. There's a fountain of zinnias, and until... Uh, recently a cucumber plant with imperialist zeal. Little seeds have blossomed into parsley and tomatoes, and other small seedlings have dropped their roots deep and fast and seem ready to stay. The garden, she says, is a metaphor for so much. They started the garden to illustrate the biblical parable of the mustard seed, and it serves that purpose well. Strong, proud, lush plants have grown from tiny, unpretentious seeds. They, they, they stand for the ability of small things to surprise us, she says, and stand in for the faith that begins inconspicuously. But she said there was also another plant that neither she nor the sexton could um, identify. They didn't know where it came from. Tall and fierce, it violated every aesthetic of the garden and would have been uprooted long ago had they not been intimidated by its conviction that it belonged. (laughs) Just when they confirmed that this visitor was indeed a weed, what did it do? It flowered. (laughs) It flowered. In a gesture pure and simple, a wash of pale blossoms, it made its case. There was a place for the uninvited and the unplanned in this garden. My prayer for us this summer is that we'll just keep a little bit of space for the unplanned and the uninvited. The garden isn't pure miracle. It's tended to twice a day. 
There's a metal fence to protect it against wayward feet. It has suffered losses. Still, for only a few seeds, the efforts of tending, the efforts of some dedicated but largely inexperienced planners and regular care, there are color and life where once there was none. There was a place for the uninvited and unplanned. The weed, which most of us would have gotten rid of straight away, they let the weed stick around and it flowered. It's supposed to not belong, but it ended up being part of the beauty, part of the story. It belonged. I pray this summer that we let the unplanned and the uninvited transform us and expand our view. You're going to hear this summer from people who will tell you those folks don't belong. Not here. I'm talking about out there, right? You're going to hear people say those folks don't belong. We got to get rid of those folks. They don't, you know, they don't belong here. We stand for a different way. We see that powerful ways that everyone belongs. God's other name is surprise, as you know. So surprises happen. And here's to hoping that any surprises this summer teach us more about what it means to belong. And more than that, I hope this summer teaches us that all will be well. That's my third prayer for you for this summer. To know that even when things don't go especially as planned, that all will be well. So I was a senior minister at a church in Davenport, Iowa. I had this amazing young music director who ran a theater in town. He was like in his mid-twenties, very creative. We had a great relationship. And it was the Sunday of the 10th anniversary or something like that of the death of Matthew Shepard the young man who was killed in Wyoming. And the music director put together a kind of reading theater approach to a play for Sunday morning, that anniversary Sunday morning, that touched on Matthew's life and death. I can't remember what the play was called, but it's kind of famous. We'd have a bit of reading to cover one scene and some liturgy or ritual and some music afterwards. And there were three such scenes that covered enough of Matthew's story so that the story could be told. It was really dramatic and really beautiful. The gay men's chorus, which had its ups and downs over, the life of, over its life in Davenport, was very appreciative of the Unitarian Church there. And they, we scheduled them to sing a couple of songs, one before or after one of the sings, and then a big postlude or something like that. Well, at this point in their life, they were kind of in a down period. And a few days before Sunday, maybe on Thursday, the director called and said, it's just impossible, I can't pull it together. I wasn't too happy about that, as you can imagine, but I said, fine. And I remembered in that moment that some of my congregants, a few women, were part of a women's quartet. I called one of them, and asked if they could play, since the men's chorus couldn't play. Now, the scene that was needing music was when a group of folks gathered outside the funeral to protect the funeral goers from having to see the Westboro Baptist 
folks who always protest everybody and say, uh, nobody likes you. And they were protesting with these awful signs. Right? You remember them? And the folks who wanted to protect them from seeing the Westboro Baptist protesters all got big angel wings to block the view. You remember that? Remember that? All got big angel wings to block the view. So I asked, so this is the scene that we needed music for. So I asked my congregant about the quartet singing. I didn't give her any details. I just said, we need some singers. And she said, you know, we'll do it, but it's been a while since we've done anything. And the only song we really can do on the spot like that is Sarah McLaughlin's In the Arms of an Angel. I know. So they performed that right after the scene, and there were no dry eyes in that church in Davenport, which was overflowing with folks. The community grounded in faith knows that no matter what happens, all will be well. All will be well. So, what are the three prayers? Love deeply. Love deeply. Have a strong sense that everyone belongs. And know at the end of the day, all will be well. Happy summer, friends. God bless you.